All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Ochoa. Jess, how are you doing? Hey, friend. I'm good. It's been a big gap yet again and mm. a week of mayhem and things that I thought were calming down seem to be revving up. But anyway, yep. the calm will come. Yep. I had this full like um, epiphany type thing where I'm like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to implement slow life living and slow <laughs> stuff down. And the opposite uh, happened. And somehow more shit came into my diary. Yeah. And now it's like, it's amped up and it's hectic. And I think I'm losing my hair, but that's okay. Cause I'm sure it'll slow down. I'm but, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I'm like yeah. end of June. I'm like, this will be settled. Yeah. I hope so. In my head. Fingers crossed. Mm. Anyway, but anyway, what's happening? Such an exciting, 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 exciting episode today because we've got another guest speaker. And I love doing the guest speakers because, um, as you guys are aware, Jess and I have hit a whole new era. Wow, that (laughs) sounds old. Anyway, era of life. (laughs) Let's say chapter. Chapter. That's so much better. A new chapter of our life. And we want to get out there and explore and just see what is happening in terms of like, the sexual world and like you know life and confidence and all that kind of stuff so so we've been chatting to a few people but today we have a very special guest we have mistress phoenix with us who's going to take us through some very exciting things i've been very excited to get a um someone on the podcast who sort of like delves into what we're about to delve into it has taken a while trying to find someone so we just first off and foremost, we want to thank you so much for coming on. But welcome, Mr. Phoenix. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Awesome. Awesome. So, how's your week been? Uh, busy, busy, but productive and really good. See, and that's good. good. When it's been productive, it's good. Productive. Yeah. I don't feel like mine's been productive. It's been busy, but I don't feel like it's been productive. You would have been. Busy. You would have been. Oh, well. You always are. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so how we usually start our interviews off is we like to do a little game to begin with. Um, so we play this game with everyone that's been on so far. But, and you may have heard of it, we like to find out what your porn star name is going to be or would be. And by <laughs> okay. doing that, we get the, your first name is going to be the name of your first pet and your last name is the first street you ever lived on. Oh, well, that's a very, um, that gives me a, a, a pretty boring porn star name because it would be Ripe Bark. <laughs> ripe Bark. Ripe wow. Bark. I like the I ripe like part. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, stripe. I had, a, I had a dog called Stripe because he has spots. He was a blue stripe. cattle dog. And I called him Stripe because I, I'm a genius and he's called Stripe. Stripe Bark. Went against the, the norm. Yeah. Footy Networks present Stripe Bark. <laughs> Next AVN award coming up. <laughs> How good. Yeah. Oh, right. So, yeah, as, a, as Jen was saying, most people know what that is now. And um, it's just fun to hear you know, other people's. Yeah where that would go putting those couple of words together yeah it's always fun it is all right so mistress phoenix would you be ever so gracious to um take us into what it is exactly that you do 
what is mistressing? Mm. Okay. Um, so I have been working as a um, professional dominatrix for a couple of years. Um, I trained other another professional dom who had been working for 20 years or so. Um, but I also engage in BDSM play um, in my private life as well. And I've been doing that um, you know, with partners and friends and things for somewhere between 15 to 20 years. Um, wow. And then a couple of years ago, took the, the next step into the professional realm um, just for, you know, something extra and fun to add to my life and get to learn some new skills and take on a few new things and meet some new people. Um, yeah, so I will see clients in a professional capacity to help them uh, explore fantasies that they have that relate to BDSM, whether that's simple fetishes like um, interacting with um, feet in stockings in a sexual way if that's what they want or if they want something um, like um, bondage and restraint or if they're interested in something a little bit more hardcore like uh, rope suspension or impact play um, which is where I get to hit them repeatedly with really fun implements that can leave all kinds of wonderful colourful marks. <laughs> Okay, all right. So a mistress is someone who helps another person explore um, a sexual fantasy that they may may want to explore. Yeah, so um, when it comes to BDSM, there's usually two participants, a dominant and a submissive. And uh, the mistress um, is the dominant person in the partnership. Mm -hmm. and the submissive will usually say I would like to explore uh, you know xyz fetish whether that's you know feet impact bondage restraint whatever it is I don't know they might like to eat ice cream from the small of your back using a pine cone I don't know whatever it is <laughs> That they're into um and it's the dominance role or the mistress's role to uh, help them figure out how to achieve that oh okay yeah so you'll talk about you'll talk about what it is that you want to do you'll talk about what you want to get out of it and then you figure it out together okay so that's all pre-arranged prior to them coming to meet with you so by the time you actually yep. get together you know exactly what to expect. They know exactly what to expect and the outcomes are all. Yeah. Well, she's got to go get the pine cone. So, well, that's yeah. True. Yeah. I've, I've got to source the pine cone to, to be ready for <laughs> my, my ice cream <laughs> pine cone client. Um, <laughs> Has there ever been a request that you've just gone, I'm sorry, I can't cater to that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. Um, there are some things that I don't do. I do have some boundaries and limits. Yeah. Um, in things that I don't do, and there are some things I just don't have experience with. Yeah. Um, and it would be irresponsible and kind of dangerous for me to do those things without the necessary experience. Yeah. Um, with with BDSM, a lot of the stuff that we do has um, risk factors, 
So um, usually as the dominant or the mistress, it's your responsibility to know what those are and how to mitigate those risks and make the activity as safe as possible for, your, for both you and your partner. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so I, I kind of, like I've heard of BDSM. I, I'm mm -hmm. vanilla. I, what is that? Can you, I don't even know what the B or the D or the S or the M stands for. Yeah, so BDSM stands for um, bondage, discipline, dominance, submissive, submission, sadism, and masochism. Ooh, that's a lot of words. While it may only be letters, there are multiple <laughs> yeah. things that they mean. Yeah, I don't know what they mean. To, <laughs> to put it all together. I've forgotten properly. what half of them were. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I just thought it was kinky shit. Kinky shit. Yeah, kinky shit. Yeah. It's just Kinky the, stuff, right? <laughs> like, like, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey, but the real world. <laughs> yeah, like the fancy words don't yeah. need it. It's just kinky shit. So it sounds like there's a lot of work and prep and and like WHS risk hazard identification risk work, assessment? risk okay. assessments going on before you even <laughs> start this. Says the document queen. <laughs> yes. yes, there there really really is, um, which is why like there are a lot of a lot of people that get into BDSM there's a lot of research and learning um, that you need to do um, but fortunately we have the internet in our phones in our pockets now so it's actually really easy to get your hands on information regarding any sort of fetish that you want you can mm -hmm. literally type into google BDSM foot fetish and Aside from all the porn videos that will come up, you'll also get articles about what is foot fetish? How can I engage in foot fetish? What are the things I can try? Yeah. Um, you can also Google, you know, finding a mistress in your local area and people like me will come up and you can, you know, contact those people and be like, hey, I want to try this yeah. and figure that out with them. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of, stuff you can do to find things out um you can always google stuff uh which is great there are um here in sydney there's a lot of workshops that people can go to and mm -hmm. social groups and stuff to learn mm -hmm. um you can there are lots of books on it uh there's youtube channels where people teach about it um yeah there's so much really easily accessible information about how to get into BDSM but it all a lot of it all starts with having an interest in something and just trying to you know look it up and have a bit of a read about it and find someone to talk to yep now I'm always interested in um, how people get into these things like the very first experience and how it eventuated from there and you mentioned before that you first started with BDSM before you went to the mistressing what like when did you first get into bdsm um so, oh, yeah. so how did you first it just be even before that step yeah recognize that i want what, something more what we would refer to as vanilla which may be someone else's sprinkles i always mm -hmm. like to say that because i I've, i think we're not maybe as vanilla as we think okay but maybe not at what point do you go hang on I don't just want to be a standard missionary or whatever people's vanilla yeah. and that you get to that next point. Like, how do you go? Fuck. I like BDSM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How'd you figure um, it out? I kind of didn't figure it out until I was exposed to it. So um, 
I've all, I've always been one of those people that's had friends and social groups that are a bit older than I am. Um, and when I was in my late teens, so I was probably about 17, uh, so my friend my friends were all in their early 20s and, you know, they were going out to clubs and going to events and stuff. And there was a group of them that used to go to a club that um, ran in Sydney for many, many years called the Hellfire Club. And it was a BDSM club uh, that was also a nightclub. So people would get dressed up in their fetish gear and they'd go out and, you know, have drinks and dance and socialise. But then there'd be A-frames with whips and chains and restraints attached to them and people doing rope suspensions in the other corner. And then in the middle of the room, someone's balancing teacups on them like they're a table and what um, where is this place <laughs> gone and when i turned 18 my friends took me to this club oh my god um they'd been talking about it for months and telling me about all of these things that they they'd seen at this place and how much fun it was and how cool it was and i'm like okay well i i really like this is fascinating i i just kind of want to see what it looks like and they took me to this club and I've just looked around the room and there was someone uh, attached by leather cuffs to the A-frame getting whipped by this leather-clad mistress. And I've just taken one look at that and I've gone, oh, my God, I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be her. I want to do that. That looks like so much fun. Um, and that, that was it. <laughs> it just looked like power and confidence and. Yeah. And, and just this strong commanding presence that in a, in a club that is wall to wall jam packed with people. The one thing that stood out to me was the leather clad mistress and her whip in the corner. Oh, and so I just I couldn't take my eyes off her. And I thought, I want to do that. Oh. I want to learn what that is. And, and when, so, I, went. <laughs> I was gonna say, so how how did you go from there? Did you go yeah. out and buy the outfit first, or you get into mm. it by telling someone, "Hey, I really want to try this. Will you let me try well, it with you?" Don't you get do you get taught first or something? Um. Well, see, I had some friends. So because I had the friends who were into it, they were teaching me some of the things that they knew, and I was trying stuff out on my partner. I bought a couple of books. Mm -hmm. um like there's a, a book called the mistress manual there's another book that's the history of female domination um and so you know i got my hands on these books and i started reading about them um i was lucky enough to have the internet so i would look stuff up on the internet and read about there used to be a website called um the submissives initiative and it was run by um, a submissive woman who talked about all of her experiences and all the things that she learned and what she loved about it, which gave me the perspective of the person receiving the whipping and what they got out of it. Um, because, you know, my some of my next thoughts were, well, why are they letting me hit them with this big, long, ouchy piece of leather? Oh, um, right. How am I allowed to get away with this? Surely someone's going to call the police. Um, <laughs> But people would light up for, to have these things done to them. And I just had to learn about, you know, anatomy. Where is safe on a body to hit? What okay. sort of thing? Oh, the body okay. um, because you can't 
one of the first lessons that I learned, um, someone, a friend was showing me a suede flogger that they owned. Um, and a flogger is just, it's like a short whip. It's got a handle and it's got lots and lots of uh, tails and falls on it, just made out of like leather or suede. Some are made out of like rope and paracord and stuff. And you hit people with it. Mm-hmm with the the falls not the handle I mean you could hit them with the handle <laughs> they let you um but you know that's that's not usually the goal and um I, I just got a little excited and I was like oh yeah I'm just gonna you know hit hit my friend and I'm you know sort of just lightly slapping him on the back and he's like yeah that that was near my kidneys you, you can't do that and I'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> So then, you know, I started learning about anatomy and where are safe parts on a body to hit because in especially, you know, the human body is kind of vulnerable. We've got lots of important organs and arteries that if we cause a trauma to them by hitting them with something, we can really hurt somebody and not mean to and sometimes not know you've done it until it's a problem. And so anatomy 101 is a really good place to start if you're wanting to hit people <laughs> um so in saying that then i guess if you're the person who likes to be hit you also mm. have to have quite a bit of trust in the person that mm. you engage with so that yeah you know yeah pain so. because they know where they can and can't yeah. do it or you yeah. just trust them enough that you know what they're not going to hurt me on purpose and they know to stay in or out of these regions or whatever yeah yeah so there's a practice in bdsm um it's kind of a philosophy that we all that we all follow um and there are two ways to describe it and it basically is kind of this ethical understanding of how we all behave with our partners and the first one is called ssc which stands for safe sane and consensual um which basically means that you'll conduct everything all all your bdsm acts in as safe a manner as possible you will do it in a sane manner which means you won't do it under the influence of drugs or alcohol you won't you act out in anger or you know if you've been using drugs or if your partner's not well that day there's all kinds of things affect our our mental state um, and that you will always have the consent of everyone involved well, for wow. what you're doing. Um, and then there's the expansion on that, which is called a rack, which is risk aware consensual kink, um, which basically just expands on the SSC idea of being aware of what the risks are with what you're doing, how to mitigate those risks. Um, you both agree to what the risks are, um, and still want to go ahead with with that activity. Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah. That sounds wow. I didn't realize how much goes into this. Like, yeah, like the There's risk assessment and, and checking in, which is like it's really good that I suppose, and it makes sense. Oh, like it's yeah. good that it happens, and it makes sense um, considering you putting like say if you're the um, submissive, you're putting yourself in a very um, vulnerable state. Yeah. So it's good to have someone who knows what they're doing, who can sort of suss you out and make sure that you know you're in the right headspace to be able to engage in this kind of stuff yeah. um, and 
Let, let's be real. If we don't look after our submissives and we break them, we can't play with them anymore. Mm. And without submissives, you'll have a bunch of dominants walking around the room threatening to spank the cat. So <laughs> and you've got to do what you're going to do. So from your professional level, do you have to, when you're setting up and decided this is something I want to do on a more permanent fixture, do you have mm. to have contracts drawn up and lawyers involved and whatnot so that you can have documents signed off? Um, for your clients uh no not really um so working as a professional dominatrix is um you fall under the sex worker umbrella so there aren't a whole lot of legal protections for you as the um dominatrix okay um i make sure that i have a lot of communication with clients beforehand that um I need to find out what they want. Do they have experience in having had it done before? What's their level of experience? Have they done it once? Have they done it once a week for the past 10 years? Um, Do they have any health concerns that I need to be aware of? Like, do they have diabetes? Do they have heart problems? Do they have arthritis? Um, Do they have any special care needs that I should know about? What do they want to have happen in the session? I will then come up with a rough guide of how the session will progress and run that past them. Um, I, I prefer to do this by email or by text just so that I've got confirmation in writing that this is in fact what they want. Yeah. Um, and then we set up a time. Um, we'll meet at the dungeon. They will have their session. Dungeon. You say the magic word. Tell us everything. <laughs> so as they most <laughs> work out of a dungeon. And it's I I couldn't really tell you how we ended up calling it a dungeon because a lot of them don't look like what you'd think of when you hear the word dungeon. When I hear the word dungeon, I think of the the old, dirty prison-type places you see in medieval movies. Um, (laughs) And they're, they're not usually like that. They're just rooms full of all kinds of equipment. They might have whips hanging on the wall. They might have um like a a work table like a massage table in one corner they might have a spanking bench or a St Andrew's cross that they can attach you to in the other corner for spankings and they've usually got some kind of easily washable floor like rubber or something um because they get they get messy (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's it's not quite as depraved as it sounds but they're really fun places to be um we had a um an interviewee come on once that referred to their play area as a fungin because that's where yes. fun happens but it was meant to yep. be a dungeon but it was a fungin and i thought that was pretty cute <laughs> and then if, um is that the same place for you like is it your location or is it do you you can rent that space how does a dungeon generally come about? Does the mistress hmm. have it as their own private or do you share it? So I have my own um, private space that I work in. Um, I have my own little dungeon set up. I have 
um, a space that I work out of that's just mine. Um, prior to that, so I've only set that up in the last six months. Prior to that, I hired um, another dungeon um, that another mistress owned and worked out of. That was her space. Yeah. Um, and I would use, you know, all of, a lot of her equipment and, and tools and things, and I've since set up my own. Um, there are other dungeons, like working dungeons around Sydney that have lots of mistresses that work out of them. So it's usually um, a building or a space that's owned by someone who then rents out the different rooms to different mistresses. Um, a lot of rooms will be set up with different things in them based on the needs of the client and the mistress. So you might have a room that's set up for, um, uh, say, suspensions, um, and it will have lots of anchor points. You can connect ropes and things to, um, to hang your clients midair. Um, there might be another room that's set up with all latex gear and rubber stuff for uh, rubber rooms. Sometimes there are medical play areas. So they'll be set up with terrifying looking dentist chairs and medical contraptions. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's something I don't personally get into. Those rooms scare me a little bit. I don't want to go in them and I don't have experience with medical play. So I just, I'll leave that to the other professionals who are really good at that stuff and stay away from creepy medical equipment. Um, <laughs> oh, I feel like, wow, there's so much, there'd be quite the investment that goes into a, a dungeon. Like, oh, that, yeah. yeah. They take a lot of time to build. Um, there's a, an endless, the endless capabilities of what you can do in a space. It's all just down to what what the mistress wants her space to be, I guess, what she does. Um, things that I specialise in will be different to the next mistress and what she specialises in. Um, there are some I know that specialise in shibari, which is Japanese rope bondage. Mm -hmm. So they do um, bondage and restraint with rope and decorative oh, patterns yes, and people from the ceiling. And then I know another mistress who does a lot of latex work and medical work. Um, and then, you know, I do other stuff. I do foot fetish and I do impact play and pet play and stuff so like that. So, like, so tell me what, in, so foot fetish I get, yeah, tell okay. me yep. what's impact, impact play. Yeah. What's that? So impact play is, um, the act of hitting a consenting partner with different implements. Mm -hmm. It can be, um, barehanded spanking. It can involve um, paddles. Some are made from, you know, perspex, wood, uh, leather, almost anything. You can use random convertibles around your house. I've been known to use spatulas and rulers. Um, oh. <laughs> well, uh, you can use floppers and whips and dragon's tails, which is a type of single tail whip. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the possibilities are endless. And what was um, the latex, latex, latex play? play? What's that? So latex play usually involves people wearing lots of latex. So you can 
um, be clad head to toe in latex, which for some people feels really nice. You can interact with another person also clad in lots of latex. Um, sometimes wearing the latex itself is the, the fetish. Um, that's enough. For some people, they like to do other things while wearing the latex. Um, and what that is varies between individuals. Some people like to be put um, in things like um, vac beds, which is basically um, like a late, almost like a big latex sleeping bag that's got a little hole for you to breathe in and that you get what? put in this bag and then you suck all the air out of it so it clings to oh. all of your feet and you're restrained in this massive latex sack. Um, that sounds yeah. horrible. That sounds that like being buried alive. Fully uncomfortable to me. I, oh, all yeah, I'm imagining yeah. is using those, um, you know, those space storage bags. And yeah, you know, right. I feel all I'm thinking <laughs> about that. Them, use the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it's like that, but for people. People like, okay, I can understand. You can see our faces. You can see the sheer. Shock on our face of this Shock concept. We're like looking at each other, going, "Is this? Is she serious?" And it's we can tell by yours, to... this is like a normal day at the office. Yeah, it's yeah. one thing to just do it because someone maybe goes, "I dare you," but oh, to then no do way. it because it makes you horny is just or I it can't. Satisfies a need, or I can't wrap my head around that. Like for some uh, people, it doesn't necessarily make them horny though. So BDSM oh, okay. isn't for some people. It's not always uh it doesn't always end in sexual gratification so for some people something about the, the the way the brain chemistry works um and the psychology behind it it it, it calms people down oh well, like so, a weighted blanket <laughs> yeah it's so it's it's the weighted blanket equivalent for a kingster um someone who might be high pressured ceo in a fortune 500 company decides to relax by being an adult baby and having someone else make decisions for a change okay so it's meeting a need i don't want to do that it's yeah need. i don't want to make all the decisions anymore <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um so in saying this what would you say that this lifestyle has done for your has it improved your confidence and self-esteem uh definitely yeah um yeah so when i first started um and in my younger years i was very very sort of the timid quiet spoken one in in the corner that was a bit of a wallflower and watched everybody and in a lot of ways i'm that's still a part of who i am but there's something about when i'm stepping into work or I'm going to a, a BDSM party that it changes a lot of how I feel and I start to feel very powerful and in control and on like top of the world pain. and it's one of the most empowering things I've ever done for myself. Mm -hmm. And is this um, your full-time role? Is there a day job and this is the side hustle or this is your... Yeah, this is my side hustle. Um, so I do have a very vanilla day job that I do full time. Yep. Um, and then I will see clients either after work in an evening or on my weekends. Um, and that's when I'll usually go check out BDSM parties as well. Um, 
I also run a couple of BDSM related events. Um, one of them is focused on um, female domination and uh, education. So lots of newbie women that are new to BDSM and are like, oh my God, I want to learn how to do all of the things. Teach me. We all sit in a room once a month and talk everything BDSM 101. Um, last month, uh, we did a bit of a kinky show and tell and everyone brought in their favorite toys. Almost everybody brought in a cane or a flogger. <laughs> really funny. Um, and then I pulled out one of my, you know, the, the wheelie storage boxes. I've dragged one out from one of my rooms and I'm like, so oh, this is my collection. And the look on their faces of, oh my God, you have so many things. <laughs> I've opened the box and then I just hear from the corner, is that a cricket bat? Yeah, it's a cricket bat. That one's really popular. <laughs> so, um, yeah. If you're willing it's... for us to share um, the link to your um, your education sessions. Yeah. We'd be happy to share it um, on the on the link. And if yeah. it is something that you're, as a listener, interested in learning more about or attending, do you do them as like a Zoom-style session as well or it's a face-to-face -face session? Uh, they've just gone back face-to-face -face, um, as of last month. Um, but they were done over Zoom during COVID. Um, it's something I've done for a couple of years. Face-to-face, -face, I find, is a little bit easier for most people. Um, yeah. yeah. And this is in um, the Sydney region? Yes. Uh, so it's a Western Sydney location. Um, it's a free event, um, but you do need to, like, register for a place. Cool. All right. Well, we'll post that link so that if yeah. anyone is interested, um, then, of course, please contact. Yeah, absolutely contact through yeah. to you mistress phoenix but, and they can go from there yeah for those who perhaps aren't even at that level yet and maybe just want to um like what you did research a little bit is there a resource something you would suggest for like you know newbie 101 bdsm for dummies or something like that yeah so there's actually um a lady on youtube um her name is morgan thorne and she does um, short videos that's like BDSM 101 stuff um, and talks through safety basics. Um, she talks about what the different toys are, what they do. She talks about anatomy. She talks about how to clean your toys and store them to look after them. Um, she also does online workshops. Um, she's an American lady. Um, so the workshops may not necessarily work out for Australian people, um, but she puts videos up on YouTube. Um, they'd probably be a great place for people to start because oh. they're, they're short videos. They're only like about 15 minutes long, um, but she goes over a lot of the basics in really easy, digestible ways. Okay. I do have another question. I know we're going to wrap it up very soon for you so you can mm -hmm. continue with your day, but having this lifestyle, having this as your side hustle, does it make it difficult or for you to have a relationship? Uh, no. So I actually uh, have two partners. Yep. And uh, they are both very well aware of what I do. I engage in BDSM with them 
within the context of our relationships as well. Um, sorry, when I was asking, sorry, when you say two partners, as in it's a well, polyamorous, it's, yeah, but is it a three way? Yeah. We together? learned about that, we did learn about that recently. Yeah. <laughs> is it, um, a the three of you are in one relationship together, or you're in a relationship with two separate, like full poly? Oh, yeah, the try thing, or you've got two. Well, I've got two partners. We're trying to comprehend ourselves still. It's not the triangle. Yeah. So we're not all in a relationship together. So it's what's called a polyamorous V because my two partners don't date each other. They don't connect. Okay. And have they met each other? Yes, they have. Okay. And they like each other and they're friendly with each other. And they've both got other people that they see as well. I've met most of them. And yep, everyone's aware and all happy and hunky-dory. It's good. Nice. That's cool. Sorry for just yeah. side-noting that because I thought, if you know, if anyone says, oh, I would like to do that, but I don't want to be single, I want to have a relationship still. Yeah, they, they may feel that it scares them to, you know, get into such a thing thinking that they would have to be single. That's all. Yeah. No, there are so many people. There's a lot more people into it than... You would you know, the bulk of society realizes and you can always like it's all I find it more fun to explore with a partner especially mm-hmm. if something's new because then you can learn together you can try stuff out together whether you meet someone just to do the fun and play stuff whether it's a partner you're already seeing and you add it in um whether so- you just you know go to a club and make a friend and learn stuff yeah. Yep. So it's just say you've got a, a brand new, fresh, vanilla couple. They've never explored into anything BDSM and they're like, oh, maybe we should explore this and just try something. Is there mm-hmm. a introductory toy you could suggest or practice or something? Like what's something very like shallow water that they could try? I think it's probably a good idea to start with something like... Um, the human sleeping bag (laughs) definitely not the human sleeping bag um start with something simple like tie and tees so if you go to your local sex shop you can buy um leather restraints Mm -hmm. uh, not handcuffs because handcuffs can cause uh, nerve damage and lose if something happens leather's easier to get out of because you can cut it so buy leather cuffs you can use those to cuff your partner to the bed, buy a cheap blindfold or use a scarf, blindfold them so they can't see you and use different things to, you know, tease and torment and tickle their body in a fun sort of way. Like talk about it first, talk about the things that you're okay using. You can use things like ice cubes, you can use feathers, um that sounds like safe stuff first yeah 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 and it's just a sort of way to to explore that trust with a partner okay I'm trusting you to tie me up I'm trusting you to take away one of my senses with my sight and I'm now trusting you to be kind and explore my vulnerable exposed body yeah yeah and just slowly build it from there try different things you can have different textures different temperatures um, some sex shops sell um, massage candles mm-hmm. um, and you can use the warm wax from the candle and it becomes like a massage oil. Give your partner a massage with the warm oil. Yeah. 
or you could do that with like normal massage oil as well if you preferred that as a safer starting point then lots of just sensory things like that that you can try first as step one yeah that's good it's awesome it's a great awesome. great um advice yeah no good suggestions and um just another quick one before we do wrap it up is if someone if you were having a conversation with someone how would you how do they normally take it if you were to say what you did like what yeah you do? what's people's general reaction what's the, do you, or do you not share it? Do you share it? Or do people go, you're a what? Um, so I'm generally a little picky with who I tell um, or what I do because not everybody's open-minded about it. Um, the, the response is usually people get a little excited about it because it's new and different and they want to ask hundreds of questions and find out, all of the secret little things that I do and um, <laughs> what it's like. And oh, tell me a story about a time that, you know, <laughs> what's the worst thing you've had to do to somebody? And it's like, well, it's not that simple because if I told you the truth, you might cry. So here's a water down. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's so cool. Well, thank you so, so much for spending this afternoon with us. We will wrap no it up. We could we could go on and keep questioning oh, you absolutely. for hours. And I feel like maybe it's something that we could have a part two to yep. this. Mm -hmm. um, if you would like to join us again, we would love to have you on and go in depth absolutely. with you know, something else. And I want to come see I your want, dungeon. I want to come try the dungeon. Can we come see your dungeon? You're very welcome to come see yeah. my budget. I think oh, we're that, doing um, that for sure. <laughs> I think that we need to book a session. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll have to book you in because you sound busy. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> what, right. do we, what do we wear? Ooh, what do we wear? I don't know. Light, go, go get myself some latex. Wait, is latex that shiny black stuff? I think I have latex. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you get it in pretty Yeah, Jess has something. Can you get that? <laughs> yeah. She. Da, 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 da. Oh, pretty. That's PVC. <laughs> but that's close enough. It's, okay, I it's, have a wardrobe full of it. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It's nice in the wardrobe, and this is it. This is all I got. <laughs> yeah. That would go very nicely at a fetish club. Everyone would think that I you would I want to go to one of those. Just well, like okay, just see going. the people and like watch. I want to be a fly on the wall and just, you know. <laughs> Watch this world. I'll just store like... it on top of my new fry pan over here. <laughs> um, there are a lot of them around. Um, sadly, the Hellfire Club closed. It was the best one for people to go and just watch. Um, some of the others are a little bit more intense. Um, more intense. There's a, a club in the city called uh, Club Fusion. And there's an event there called Dark, D-A-R-Q. Um, and they are a fetish night. There's another one on um, uh, that's called Threshold, um, wow. which is another one that's very fetish heavy. Um, so they're probably the most easily accessible ones. Um, do you know they do like most? buy tickets in advance. Um, <laughs> Can I go tonight? It's Saturday. <laughs> what's on the coast yeah, usually no. on saturday nights and they're a bit yeah they, they they can be good to go and watch and check a few things out are they all in sydney because i just don't write uh, yes 
Uh-huh. Yeah, so those two are both in the city. Um, there are a couple of scattered events further out west, but they're more um, invite-only, you need to know somebody on the inside to get into them type events. Oh, I don't know anyone. So they're a little harder. But um, the accessible ones to the public would be things like Dark and Threshold. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to um, have a look at those and we'll drop some links when we find them yeah. and um, we'll go from there. But Two as house I said, mums. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be sure to rock a mean mum bum for the event. Yeah. <laughs> Get my jeans and my sneakers on. All right. <laughs> So, again, thank you so much, and yep. we will chat with you again soon. If anyone has mm-hmm. any questions that they would mm-hmm. like for Mistress Phoenix that um, we haven't touched on today, please feel yeah. free to either email through to hello at the O'Tour and mm-hmm. we will ask the questions yeah. or um, pop a message into the um, on our Insta or Facebook group and we yep. can um, see if we can get them answered for you yeah if there's anything you want us to explore let us know otherwise just jump over and just um oh and jump over to the website as well and get yourself a little toy because what that does is um obviously this all costs money and things like that to do and that just helps us to keep doing things like this like holding these interviews and running the website and getting the resources we have a great blog on there yeah um we have all um you know links to other services if you need additional help in specific areas um I think what I'll do too is we might um, send Mistress Phoenix a more get you to actually send us your favorite intro flogger maybe yeah. and we might add that to our website as a special Mistress Phoenix promo um, you know so that people if they do want to start to get into it can use that as a little bit of a bit of an intro. Sounds good. Love awesome. It. Cool well thank you again we're going to wrap this up and we will be back in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. Take care, guys. Bye.